This podcast covers subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences, especially young children. Hi, everybody. Today on Beusivu, we're going to talk about online relationships. In this day and age, we realize that social media and other online outlets have a big impact on how we date and perceive relationships. What's your Facebook profile picture? Is it maybe your kid or your beautiful abs, maybe your retro Honda? I sure like to display what I'm proud of most. Does that make me strong or exposed? How do I stay smart out there in the hashtag web jungle? Today we would like to talk about online safety and how social media plays a part in our relationships. Hashtag love, private life, lateral love. Here we go. Today we would like to talk about online safety and how social media plays its part in our daily interactions and relationships. My name is Louisa Yates. I am your co-host for today. I have Angody Johnston with me. Hello. Hello. So... Um, with us, we have a really great group of people. So I'm just going to go around the table and ask you guys to kind of introduce yourselves and you can let us know where you're from. I'm Jimmy Yaka and I'm from Wickham Bay. I'm Lucy Nara, I'm from Inukja. I'm also from Inukja. Jessica Tuma from Kujuak. Tommy Ananai from Inukja. Melanie Panto, I'm working for the Key PFS Prevention Officer. Awesome. Thank you guys. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. So we're going to cover a few different things today. We're going to talk about like your hashtags. We can talk about your private lives. If you're not comfortable talking about your private lives, let's talk about somebody else's private life. <laughs> but really, we just really want to know how you guys feel about uh, having your personal life online or not online and how it affects you in your Real life, life. Uh, we have a, a few questions here. Maybe that is a good way to start rolling this conversation forward. Um, in our script here. There's no script. There's what no are script. you this talking about? This is totally natural. This is amazing. <laughs> You're listening to us online and we're talking about how you use the internet. <laughs> so how much time do you spend online? versus spending time with real people? Like, and what kind of online interactions are you having? Don't all answer at once, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say at least, because I kind of have to be online for work as well. So I'm, on, I'm online most of the day, I can say. But I'm not at the at that laptop always interact. I'm just online just in case someone wants to message me for work or anything. But uh, I could say at least five to six hours a day. Five to six hours a day? Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, imagine if you got like paid per hour over the week, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 30 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Of course, those five or six hours are all during the whole day. It's not like nonstop or anything. Right. <laughs> Do you guys have like phones or iPods or whatever? I think we all do. Yeah. How many times do you pick it up and like when you wake up in the morning? Was is it is that the first thing you go for? Yes. First thing. No. Sometimes. My alarm is on my phone, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't own one. You don't own one. I just want to point out there are people that don't own devices. (laughs) 
<laughs> so for our listeners who are out there, um, obviously they can't see what kind of people we are. Um, I'm wearing orange pants today and a green shirt. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, the, the group of the people that we have here range from ages 14 into the 30 age range. So we have a lot of different kind of age perspective here. So um, at different stages in your life, I'm sure that it'll be different. You know, sometimes you have kids, you need to look at your kids first thing in the morning. But as younger people, what do you guys do? Like, how, how do you interact with your phones? Me, it's like two hours max because I go to school, I go to work and I have children. So I barely have time for iPod now a days. But before, when I was like, um, <laughs> into Doha, um, I had all the time in the world, so I used to spend a lot of time on Facebook, messaging friends, playing games online, and checking stuff on YouTube. Does it interfere? Like, if you're in a room with a bunch of people... Sometimes do you feel you're more distracted by, you know, your phone that's in front of your face? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Mm. It's hard to even get their attention sometimes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Especially Maybe in a <laughs> <laughs> Look at me as you write, write a message to them. Put a frame around you. <laughs> ตาอุลลุเมอลตะตะกะตะอลตะกะปะลิออราซอลิกะตะวิกอสตาอินุมะรินอเฮนโตเปอลิกะลอมะตาอูฮาวิฮารุนนะกะลอตะยะกะตะ
I, I don't think you shaved for a couple of months. <laughs> so I, I guess just quit shaving. That would mean there's two sides, like mm -hmm. the personal you and the, I guess, work you. Because I, I, I can relate to that because uh -huh. my Facebook is a lot taken over by my work. Right. <laughs> so it's, I try to keep it um, so you can see my character or who I am. Um, I can definitely say I'm not the same person every day. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a lot work related to. It's not just a personal. Yeah, especially as a community worker. Yeah. The way I kind of use my online persona is more kind of like for advertisement, mm. either for my work too, or it's because I live really far from my family. So what I'll do is I'll keep them updated, kind of like, you know, posting pictures of my kid playing hockey or, you know, little things here and there. But, you know, the way that I think, I, I look more fun online than I actually do in real life, <laughs> probably because I'm not going to go and post about like, oh yeah, I cut myself doing the dishes today, you know, I'm probably going to post more instead like, oh, we went for a nice walk in the woods today kind of thing and look more exciting than just, you know. So, just 20 minutes of your day compared it, to the yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I posted about something that happened, just something exciting that happened for like exactly what you said, 30 minutes, but then for the rest of my day, I was probably pretty boring and I didn't post about that. So how people will see me online is I'm an exciting person and I do things, but really I'm, you know, sitting on my couch, Facebooking or Instagramming or Snapchat. Looking at everybody else's in highlight 30 minutes of their day. Right. <laughs> Does, do, do you guys feel kind of um, intimidated or influenced by other people's profiles because they look a certain way and you feel like, you know, oh, shoot, well, lucky them kind of thing. Do you guys ever feel like that? Sometimes. Uh, not much, but yeah. No. Uh, no, not really. No. It's more like, oh, wow, that's great. They're, they're doing yeah. good mm -hmm. in life. Yeah. yeah. I do. You do? <laughs> All the time. I see... Not even just uh, the exciting parts of their days, but just being able to... I see a lot of people that chronically post. I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Mm -hmm. People who just write everything and anything on their Facebook timelines and just... Their whole entire lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And the dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and the boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's all great, but I feel like I have to hold myself back. Like I, I'm shy to express myself so openly online. And mm -hmm. some people that, you know, maybe go too far sometimes, but still are able to feel comfortable with their online community to be able to share whatever they feel, like I sometimes feel a little yeah. jealous of being able to do that. Or like people who travel all the time and they're like, hashtag Paris, hashtag Cancun, or like... Damn. Don't even like those posts anymore because you're just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag jelly. So... I don't know if you guys can remember, and I can tell like most of you guys don't even have your phones in front of you right now, which is pretty impressive since I have both my phone and my laptop. Because you haven't turned it. 
but I want to know from you guys, do you, what was your last post about? Do you guys remember? I don't post anything. You don't post anything? I rarely, rarely post. Wow. My last post was about, like, I was in a cockpit on a plane and these two awesome Inuk pilots awesome. landed on a crosswind. So that really impressed me. And that was my last post. Awesome. My last post was um, posting on my friend's Facebook saying that I miss him. Aww. So. And my last comment to a person was, leave your dirty laundry out of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last comment. What did comment. they post about? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But you see how things can start rolling really quick. And, you know, it's like that game you play when you're a kid. It's like broken telephone. And it's be like, oh, my God, did you see what Angwadu posted yesterday? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe he did that kind of thing. But... Yeah, we you know? got mayonnaise squirted all over yeah. our clothes. Oh, yesterday. I heard about that one. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I won't share that story, but it was funny. Yeah. You can share it right now. <laughs> no, it involves butt touching and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise and butt touching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Which, oh, go ahead, sorry. Which brings us to our next point. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of online relationships do you have? Like, do you have... Is it important for you to show what kind of relationship status you have? With, if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, like, are those kinds of things something you're comfortable with sharing online or...? Uh, I I don't I don't I have no need to uh, post my relationship status because you know what happens in my personal life doesn't really matter to the next person that's going to see it on Facebook. Mm. So if you're single, you don't feel compelled to write. Single, single. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I'm a little bit older, so <laughs> sorry. I, I, uh, I'm confident with my status being shown. Right. Thirty something year old. Thirty something year old, you know, I'm confident and I think it's important to put it out there so you don't confuse anybody. Right. So when you say confuse anyone, like you don't want to give the wrong impression that you're available. (laughs) Which kind of brings us into, you know, thinking about our privacy. Like a lot of you guys mentioned how you don't feel comfortable displaying your personal things too much online, which is really great. And we also spoke about people who are uh, kind of flamboyant and love to share and, you know, they're in a relationship one day with one person and then the, the next day they're single and looking and but then they're back in a relationship with that other person. And, you know, a lot of people put themselves out there, which makes them vulnerable. And being vulnerable online can be really fun sometimes, and it can also be really dangerous. So we have Melanie Peneton here, who is the prevention officer for uh, the Katowic Regional Police Force. Um, I, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So I, Melanie is, um, you know, she came here today to help us speak about online privacy, how to protect yourself and you know we had a a couple of really raunchy jokes like 
Because when you're having relationships in real life, you know, if you're having sexual relationships, then that's probably a time where you're probably going to use something like a condom to keep yourself safe. But online, if you're having relationships, you know, (laughs) what's our metaphorical condom? And how are we going to keep ourselves safe? Because in reality, a lot of the times when you're in a relationship, things like sexting uh, play a role in your relationship. And Or we talked about, you know, displaying it and putting it as a status on your profile picture for everyone to see. But we'd really like to hear from Melanie um, a little bit more of the professional side of things and how things are, um, and how things really are, basically. So I'll give Uh, give you the floor. The main rule on internet, I think, is uh, be aware of what you post online because when you post it, you don't have the control on it anymore. Even if you delete it, it's forever on the internet and everybody can do what they want with it. I have another question for you. Yeah. What if somebody shares a picture, a private intimate picture without permission? Like, let's say you sent me a picture of your body and you thought it was just going to be between the two of us, but I go and I show it publicly without your permission. Yeah, this is something that we see. Uh, and, you know, this is, yeah, you're right. We do see it often. It's also part of slut shaming. And, you know, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, as a police, what I can say is uh, this is illegal to send picture of a person, to share, to send, to watch, to, to possess picture of a person that is under the age of 18. And a person can be charged for that. I have a question. Uh, what if an adult sends pornographic images of themselves to a minor? What would that be considered? This is criminal too. Like this is um, inciting. Like this is form of like. Uh, it's like online luring. Okay. Like something like that. Like, and it's to um, to provoke the the. It's to um, make it easier to commit um, criminal sexual-related offense, like sending picture from an adult to a child, so it can be at some point uh, uh, criminal. So that that makes me think about you know if you guys um, are a lot of the guy, a lot of the people around the table here today had spoken about how they are less open to share their public life or their personal lives online in the public and things like that. And ways that you can protect yourself is basically to make sure that you go into your account settings Mm -hmm. and go under security and you can pick and choose from there who can see your profile pictures, who can see what, who can comment on what, and you can even uh, go onto your messenger things and make sure that that's uh, private. Like we spoke about how she has her settings set to how she, if she gets a request from somebody who's not on her list, then she has to either accept it or not. So these are all different ways that you guys can look into protecting yourselves, especially if we have young children around us and things like that who have accounts. Um, It's also important to make sure that you check their accounts as well because there are these predators online. Yes. there are people who are, you know, looking to lure children in. Even though we think about how we're in secluded areas and, you know, it's hard to think about what's outside of our 
community, there's a whole other world that's accessible through online. So this is always something that's uh, threatening, intimidating, sometimes exciting and fun. But I want to know from you guys, like, how do you guys protect yourselves online? Do you guys have your account settings to private or... Friends only. Yeah. Yeah. But I do what uh, they talked about, you know, and uh, check their account, see if I know them, and if I don't, I unfriend them. Right. It's also important when you have kids, if they're online, to monitor them, mm -hmm. their activity online, so friend them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you also have to be aware of your friends list. So important what you're posting and who your audience is. So if you know you have children, then discretion yourself. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people do that because when I look at their Facebook account, they have like up to maybe 2,000 friends and I'm wondering if they really knew them or just randomly friended them and someone. <laughs> because it probably feels good, you know, like to, oh, I have so many friends. Yeah, so but really in real me. life, like you have like five. <laughs> and then they start deleting people and they mm. announce that they're going to unfriend people. <laughs> and then you get all intimidated. Oh, no. What did I do? And then they say, congratulations, you made it. You yeah. made the cut. I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> Yay! We still haven't talked in five years, but you're still a friend. Uh, but uh, that's uh, one thing... That definitely, I think, drives a lot of people to just have a really big online presence is in the feeling of needing to be accepted or um, the feeling of being part of the community, even though it may be just at the online st stage or not in reality. So what do you guys think about that? Like, is, is being online versus being, you know, in person with people better? Or is it, do you get the same sort of reward or feeling for being online than actually meeting people in person? Or I find online when you read posts, you can definitely read it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or understand it the wrong mm -hmm. way, other than talking face to face. Just body language, tone, voice. So you can assume a lot. So mm. it can cause you to think a lot more than you really need to. Mm. It's it's much easier to stay in touch with people online. Mm. Yeah, it's easier for sure. Mm. And I think uh, we're more quicker to pick up that a device than a telephone these days, mm -hmm. or even to shake hands and say, or wave online, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think since devices came to, we lack human connection. And, and sometimes you see people, they are behind a screen so they can write everything. So sometimes the person will say something online that wouldn't say in front of you. Right. And it comes to uh, bullying <clears throat> in schools. We see that really often, like a person will 
bully another one on on the internet, but face to face, they would never like talk mm-hmm. like they would talk on the internet. And I would I would like to say something too is that I have friends that post a lot of stuff on social media like how how depressed they are, how their life is so shitty and stuff and. And then when I try to talk to them in person, they just say they're fine, they're good, they're all right, they're happy. But then when you see their posts, they're clearly not. But it's just they they have a different relationship with people online than they have in person. So You see a lot of people expressing too, expressing themselves. And it's really, you, it's, it's, some people say it's annoying, but it's also them releasing and maybe even seeking help. Reaching you know? out. Um, so It's easier sometimes for them to, to put that on the internet to talk than to express yeah. it. Yeah. There's ways to be helpful even if you don't want to interact mm-hmm. with that person directly. I know at least on Facebook, there's, and probably Instagram, probably every social media platform, but... Uh, when you report something, you can also report it for maybe this person has a desire risk? to harm themselves or is at risk of uh, hurting themselves. So then if you don't want to message them directly, Facebook, at least I know Facebook can connect that person to some online resources or even chat groups for mm. with uh, people who are trained to... Um, and talk to these kind of people and help them calm down and stuff. There are cool tools like that that exist, but uh, I don't think they're well used or well known. No, well known. I just yeah. that's the first time I hear it. That's good to know. Good Does information. Anybody, has anybody? Did you, did you know about that? I didn't know. No. Okay. no. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not very difficult. I think you just have to re- when you. Report. There's a bunch of different things. What are you reporting? And then one is unstable mental health. Or okay, that's cool. Nice. Because it's sometimes scary to want to, like you see someone reaching out, but you don't feel... You don't want to turn your back either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you feel guilty if Mm -hmm. you do. A lot of, I think a lot of us have felt that kind of pressure. Yeah, because they're like popping SOS bubbles, like Mm -hmm. crying for help. But most people, they actually say, oh, they're seeking attention. Of course they're seeking yes. attention. They want help. It's like. good that mm. they're reaching out. And some, uh, this is a kind of thing that I saw a lot because I did the policing in Ivojevic for two years. And a lot of um, of my calls when I there was a person in distress, um, before the person wrote that on the Internet, like, I want to kill myself or... And that's why we received a call. And that's why we found out that the person was seeking for help. So it's really important that and don't ignore that kind of of saying on the internet because sometimes the person won't tell you in person and the person will write it on the internet. And I saw that in the past, like the person posts post on the internet. Uh, people were saying, oh, they're just seeking attention. They're just seeking attention. And the day after... The person committed suicide. So, um, on our Facebook, uh, on our Facebook page, checkup project, we're gonna have uh, different links that are gonna be available for our listeners to go and check out. And there, you can find different resources on how to help your peers 
via online or in person. We're going to have a list of um, helplines that are also accessible 24-7. Um, you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of experts who are doing a lot of different kind of studies, and they've made the link between mental health problems and youth with the use of social media. The hypothesis, hypothesis is that social media is like an illusion of a community. It's like, you know, they think that they have this community that we talked about it earlier is much better than it actually is because we don't post all the negative things in our lives. We're faster to post more positive things in our lives, which, may, which leaves you susceptible to feel sad and lonely about their own lives because it might not be as, you know, exciting as somebody else posted and how they perceive it. So, um, and it doesn't really give them the same type of quality connections as it does in person. Like in, like we're having this personal conversation in front of each other right now. If we were having this conversation online, it would not be the same. And we wouldn't be getting the same results out of feelings out of people. So therefore, people are emotionally not as nourished as they are in person as they as opposed to how they are online. So experts think that the increase of diagnosis of depression and anxiety in youth may be related to this. Uh, even though these studies are kind of based out of mostly the USA, like it's totally relatable, I think, all across the world. Um, but it may be interesting for our youth to get out, you know, when they're feeling like anxiety or depressed about their personal lives to actually go out and have real life interactions. And then, you know, it often gives them a different outlook in life. So as fun as it is to be online and to share your statuses and hashtags and all these fun things, you know, we're always going to go back and encourage people to go out and uh, talk to people one-on-one -on -one in person, you know, go to the community center, go hunting, go fishing, anything, you know. Socialize, interact. Hashtag Inukness, Inuk style, next generation, youth, you know, we have so many hashtags that are going on. One of my favorite hashtags that came out of a previous episode is lateral love. So hashtag lateral love. Make sure you love each other and love yourselves and be good to especially yourself. And always remember that no matter how you feel things look online, there's always a different story behind the other person's screen. Do you guys have anything else you would like to say to our listeners who are listening to us probably on their side of the screen that we don't see right now. Stay safe, be smart. Mm. And be kind to one another. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'd like to give a special thank you to Melanie and the Katowic Regional Police Force for uh, coming in and sharing facts with us. I'm sure a lot of the people who are listening out there are going to have that much more information to be able to keep themselves and their privacy safe online and, you know, in person. We forgot to talk about don't give your passwords out. This is something that came on before the recording started. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I'd like to thank uh, all of our youth who were able to come here and share with you guys all of your information. It's very valuable. 
Um, and to our listeners who are out there, don't forget to check out our Checkup Project Facebook page. Anguti? Yeah, thank you very much for coming and um, to the Checkup Project for inviting me to co-host with you, Louisa. Mm-hmm. Hashtag beauty vote. <laughs> Ah, thanks everyone. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, that was nice and quick. I know. Right? It goes fast. Let's continue this discussion online on the Checkup Project Facebook page. This week, we want to know how do you stay safe online? Also, while sexting, what is your virtual condom? Thanks for being with us. Pusivit is financed by the Nunavik Regional Board of Health and Social Services. Thanks to our host Louisa Yates and co-host Anuti Johnston, to Twin Flames and the Beatrice Deerband for the music, Audio Z and Derek Taguna for mixing and editing, 32 Mars for the production, and Véronique Morin, Maxime Lamoureux, and Isabelle Grignon-Franc from the public health team for content and coordination. Thanks to our guests Melanie from KRPF, Jamie Yaka, Lucy Nora, Amaruk Witalutuk, Tommy Lacasse, Jessica Tuma, and everyone who participated in our studio discussions. Mostly thanks to you, our listeners. <laughs>